0: Welcome back once again to another episode of the Best of All Possible Podcast. I am your host, Robert Weathers, and we are here in Williamsburg, Virginia. And as you know, whenever we come from the Boab Studios, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say it once again. We at Panglossian Productions have an affinity for the weird. We love the unproduced, the underproduced, and we really love 10-minute plays. And every so often we will put on an evening of 10-minute plays and people submit them to us. And over the years we've acquired all hundreds, I mean literally hundreds, of these plays. Some of them are really really awesome and deserve at least a cold read. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to provide a cold read. But first let me introduce tonight's special guest a new guest on our program, Alex Morris. Welcome, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to have you here, finally. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, but you miss it, it for hours. <laughs> <laughs> At least two, or a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> so, um, Alex, this is the part of the program where I ask you a question that's tangentially related to the script that we're about to read. Oh, great. So, my question for you is, did you ever take, or did you ever want to take, Martial arts as a child. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I never really wanted to take
1: that. I mean, that took coordination. And uh, uh-huh. I, I really sorely lacked in that department growing up. Um, so I, I stayed away from anything that could be public humiliation in regards to... Uh, <laughs> any physical activity, really. The ballerina
0: was out of the question then, I guess. Well, you course. know, I tried it, uh,
1: but failed miserably. <laughs> so, but, uh, no, I just stayed away. I rode bicycles. It's about as far as I got. Oh, yeah? I Did went. you ever compete
0: or just ride, ride
1: bicycles? No, we had account? a bank gang in our neighborhood.
0: Oh, that's... Ooh.
1: A a, a gang of kids, you mean? Oh yeah, no, it's say. It was sort of like the Wonder Years. Oh, I I see. (laughs) Not like, not like, you know, with their Harley's and chains. No, no, ten speeds and uh, uh, BMXs. That's pretty badass, still. It was
0: amazing. Yeah, I broke a lot of bicycles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're glad to have you here with us today. Thanks for joining us. So, the play that we're going to read today is a play called Kung Foolery by Brett Hersey. And we have uh, three total Well, yes, three total characters in the play, so we have two other actors who are going to join us here this afternoon. And here on my left is a returning actor, Marcia Dads. Welcome back, Marcia. Are you, are you excited to be here again? Yes, I am. It's been a
2: while since you've been here. Yeah, August, I think.
0: Wow. The first one? No, not yeah. the first one. What was the first,
2: one. The first, one? Mm-hmm. first second, one? First or second, something like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Pardon us, home listener. We're gonna sh- we're going we're gonna shake this out and get back to you real fast. And we're back. All right. And joining us also here tonight is Sharon Hollins. Welcome back, Sharon. It seems like it's been
2: forever. It has. At
0: least how long have you how long have been waiting on you? A couple I hours, Alex. <laughs> Well, awesome, guys. Thanks so much for coming and reading us uh, with us here today. So, once again, this is a cold read for these guys, and they don't know even the parts that they're going to play. They don't know what this play is about, although Kung Foolery might give you, the title might give you a little bit of a hint. So, uh, Alex, if you would be yes. so kind as to play the part of Barry. Excellent. Sharon, if you would be so kind as to play the part of... What, what, what other guy? Carly. That's right, Carly. And then, Marcia, if you would be so kind as to play the part of of Lois. Thank you. I will read the stage directions, and, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Kung Foolery by Brett Percy. Lights come up on a young woman, Carly, reading Cosmopolitan on a couch center stage. Doors are located up left and down right.
2: Once, just once, I wish you would give it a chance.
0: Carly flips a page in frustration. I
2: mean. It's not like she visits that often. One, maybe two times a year. Is that so bad? Shouldn't a daughter get to go see her own mother every now and then?
0: Carly waits for a response. After a beat, she angrily flips another page.
2: Every year, every single year, we go through the same thing. I tell you she's coming into town, and you put on that stupid outfit and start making stupid plans to start another stupid fight. Tell me I'm wrong.
0: Carly waits, and then flips another page.
2: And then what happens? We wind up in the emergency room. Again. That's what happens. And I have to sit there while all the doctors and nurses and everybody else whispers and laughs and takes pictures on their cell phones. Don't you even care how that makes me feel?
0: Carly waits, and then looks up from her magazine.
2: I know you're there. I know right where you are. I've known for like the last ten minutes. You're not fooling anybody.
0: Carly stares straight out at the audience, and then goes back to her magazine.
2: Fine. You just stay there, Mr. Silent as a please shadow. I don't care.
0: After a beat, a young man, Barry, wearing a full-body black ninja outfit, slowly raises his head, eye level, above the back of the couch.
2: See? I told you. I can always hear you breathing through that stupid mask.
0: Barry pulls the mask up and reveals his face. That's because I wanted you to hear me. I wanted you to know where I was. It's all part of the plan. Barry pulls his mask back over his face and slowly sinks back behind the couch.
2: What plan is that? Tell me, Barry. Is it the plan to make yourself look like the biggest dork in the world? Or just the plan to drive your wife completely insane before she gets to see her mother for the only time this year?
0: Barry suddenly leaps up from behind the couch, does a series of wildly exaggerated martial arts moves, and then slowly sinks back behind the couch again. (laughs) Carly flips another page.
2: It doesn't have to be like this. I know it doesn't. Other people don't live like this. Other people have normal lives. Barry
0: leaps up again and performs another series of wild martial arts moves and then slowly sinks back behind the couch again.
2: And I don't see what you have against my mother anyway. Nobody else tries to ambush her. Nobody else uses tiger traps or throwing stars when she visits.
0: Barry Barry pops his head up above the couch and pulls up his mask. That's because
1: I'm the only one who knows how evil she truly is. I know.
0: Barry imitates a Bruce Lee yowl, and he sinks back behind the couch.
2: How? How is a 50-year-old housewife from Orlando so damn evil? Tell me that!
0: Barry jumps up from behind the couch. That fruitcake last
1: Christmas, tell me that wasn't evil. Ha! (laughs) He's in a defensive stance.
2: It was a fruitcake, Barry. Not evil, just dessert.
1: It was evil, fruitcake, I should know. I had to fight it all day. (laughs) <laughs> First nearly breaks my teeth <laughs> He strikes an imaginary opponent's head Next it tries to Choke me going down Jabs at the opponent's throat Then it lands like a Chuck Norris kick To my stomach Kicks the
0: opponent Until it finally sets off a poisonous gas bomb In the bathroom <laughs> Graphic two-handed Tiger Claw strike to his own intestines Barry kneels looking over the couch at Carly Evil fruitcake Evil Barry pulls down his mask and sinks back behind the couch.
2: Well, if you treated her nicer, maybe we wouldn't get fruitcake at Christmas. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe she'd bring something you like if she wasn't ambushed every time she walked through the door.
0: Barry rises, eye level, above the back of the couch. It's not just fruitcake. It's never been just fruitcake. Have you forgotten about the doilies? Barry makes another Bruce Lee yowl. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. And then sinks back behind the couch. It's not the
2: doilies again. I mean, they were only doilies, for God's sake. How can anyone possibly get so worked up about that?
1: Barry raises his head above the couch. Oh, you know how someone can get so worked up. You know yeah. how evil those doilies were.
0: Evil doilies. He sinks back.
2: They were crocheted, Barry. I may not know about much about martial arts or kung fu, but I do know that nothing get, that gets crocheted qualifies as evil. I know that.
0: Barry leaps up behind the couch and strikes a defensive stance. <gasps> that's where you're wrong.
1: Oh, yes. She makes it look so innocent, but that's when they always strike. Needles to the eyes. Bear jabs both hands at the imaginary target.
0: Needles to the heart. Bear jabs both hands at the imaginary chest. And
1: before you know it, she's crocheting your testicles into doilies for the dining room table.
0: Bear performs a series of wild blocks in front of his groin.
2: We don't even have a dining room table. Or a dining
1: room. No, oh, but we
0: will. We will. He pulls the mask down over his face. It's all. He sinks slowly out of sight behind the couch.
2: Barry. Barry. I know you can hear me. Hey, Barry. You want a lifesaver? Oh, what flavor? Cherry.
1: Okay. Ninjas only eat cherry
0: lifesavers. It's part of the code.
2: Good. You sit there and have a lifesaver, and I'll have an antidepressant.
0: She opens a bottle and takes a pill. Barry is sitting on the couch, by the way.
2: How is it? Good.
1: Can I have another one?
2: Sure, here you go.
0: Thanks. You still taking
1: those pills?
2: You still wearing that ninja suit? <laughs> yep. Then I'm still taking these pills. <laughs> Barry, you know I love you. You know that, don't you? Sure, I do. I love you too, Carly. I know. I I know you do. I I know it way deep, down deep, where people don't even know they know important things. Things that really matter, no matter what.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Like the way I knew cauliflower would taste like crap before I even tried it. (laughs) (laughs) Just from the way it was spelled.
2: Yeah, just like that. Anyway... Since we love each other, you know I have to tell you the truth. Because people who love each other ought to always tell one another the truth, right?
1: Uh Uh-huh.
2: Barry, this is the truth. You're not a ninja. You've never been a ninja. You work at Blockbuster Video. (laughs)
1: Right. I'm a blockbuster
2: ninja. No. (laughs) Baby, you're not a blockbuster ninja. You're a checkout clerk.
1: Soon-to-be-shift-leader.
2: Soon-to-be-shift-leader checkout clerk. That's what you do. And I love you for it, Barry. You check out videos better than anybody I know. You're like a god of rental returns,
1: baby. (laughs) Really? You think so? I mean, I'm always practicing with that laser gun.
2: Yeah, I, I really think so. I really think you're a wonderful guy who works at a video store. And Barry... I really think you have to stop acting like a ninja every time my mother shows up.
1: What? You want me to just forget all the stuff that's happened? Act like everything's fine?
2: Yes, that's exactly what I want. You
1: want me to
0: pretend that this never happened? Barry pulls up the sleeves of his shirt and reveals a comically large scar across his arm.
2: Just let it go. It's water under the bridge. Okay.
0: Okay. But, but what about this? Barry pulls up his shirt, revealing a comical huge scar that runs diagonally across his chest and stomach.
2: N- none of that matters anymore. Just let bygones be bygones. Oh, I
1: don't
0: know. That's a, a lot
1: of water under my bridge. And, and those bygones took over 200
2: stitches. But that's why you're such a wonderful man. Because you know all that and still just let it go. I- Would you do that for me, baby? Would you just... Forget all this craziness and and give it one more chance. That's all I'm asking. Well, uh... I know you can. I know you can be the blockbuster, soon-to-be-ship leader, checkout clerk I fell in love with. The one that's so good with his laser gun.
1: (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Well, I, 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 I guess so. Knock
0: on the door.
2: Oh, there she is now. Now hurry up and change. Put on that new wool sweater I bought you. And wear the blue shirt with it. N- not a pullover. The button-down hanging on the closet.
0: She pushes him out the door and runs towards the door going outside.
2: <laughs> Mama!
0: Lois enters, carrying a suitcase with a large gym bag slung over her shoulder. She's a rather formal-looking lady, wearing a conservative flower-patterned dress.
2: Carly! <laughs> My baby! Oh, Mama, it's so good seeing you. Oh, my little china doll. As pretty as
0: ever. Barry bounds out of the other door wearing a gaudy sweater over his ninja outfit and brandishing a pair of nunchucks.
2: I've got something ready for Mr. Late Fee Ninja.
0: <laughs> Lois pulls out a samurai sword from her gin bag and unsheathes it. Defeated, Carly walks over to the couch, sits down, pulls out her phone, and dials.
2: Hello, 911? Yes, I need to report a domestic disturbance. 204 Prince Road, and we'll be needing what? Uh, make that two ambulances. No, not yet, but you can tell the paramedics to expect... Uh, one blunt trauma, one severe laceration, and one attempted suicide. Oh, yes, I'll stay on the line.
0: Barry and Lois circled the couch, Barry swinging his nunchucks. Lois, with the sword held above her head, ready to strike, both making Bruce Lee yips and yowl ah! in briefly ah! on Carly, and then yeah. fade to blackout. The end. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by your face, Sharon, that uh, this is this is the sort of play that you would nominate for the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, hey, we, we we love the weird here, don't we? So we're gonna move on to the part of we're gonna move on to the part of the uh, the show where we have a brief discussion about the play that we just read. And so the first question I have is for Alex. Alex, how how graceful really is is Barry in this play? I I. You know, there obviously there's there's comedy going on here, but I wonder, you know, how good of a ninja I, I think. The, I think to me, when I'm just re again, this is a cold read. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think it would be hilarious if Barry was like actually really good at this, like being able to like somersault over the couch and. I mean, she thinks it's ridiculous, uh, you know. But from a, a standpoint of an actor, it would be hilarious if it, if he could just really, you know, Karate Kid the crap out of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think that would be
0: really hilarious,
1: uh, sort of the juxtaposition. Yeah, I, I
0: think I think that you know, in 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 her eyes, uh, that what we what she sees is him being stupid. But we from the audience can see somebody right. who's actually kind of pretty impressive at this. Right, and
1: and just say it if you want to cast this. I mean, I could work on. I mean, I I know some people.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you sure, already said you didn't you didn't take martial arts as a kid. No, I failed. Blow the audition. What What do you think from your perspective, uh, Sharon? From Carly's perspective. Oh,
2: I think he's awful. Uh huh. Why does he have all these scars?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's <laughs> obvious the mother-in-law hates him. <laughs>
1: Pulls out a big blade <laughs> <laughs> Pulls a samurai sword Who out. knows a chainsaw Probably the year before uh-huh.
2: or, or maybe he's just He's got like um He's got some skill at it But he's He's a little on the clumsy side mm-hmm. too
0: so, so, so he You know maybe the mask <laughs> Slips down over his eyes And he trips over <laughs> his uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah So he, he does an impressive Roundhouse kick But accidentally bumps The vase in the, yeah. sitting on the toilet Right And yeah. it sort of wobbles around Yeah, yeah I, I like that So um this is this is for um, this is for Alex and uh, for Marsha. So, what does what do you think the ninja fight at the end when she's when uh, when Carly is on the phone? What's happening between the two of you? There's there's a standoff that starts there, but I feel like there's got to be some action that starts to take place once the fight breaks out.
2: Well, I was envisioning that the backstory is she walks in with a gym bag, so she's good at this. Mm-hmm. Lois is good at this. And I think Lois gave him all those scars. I agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lois gave him all those scars. And so uh, there's something about me and my daughter, like, in competition for this guy, weird, sick, dysfunctional stuff. But,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I I mean... uh, I think it'd be really impressive if she was pretty good at wielding the uh, the sword that she pulls out, too. That would be really kind of funny as well. I mean, th- it has to climax there because it's obvious. Like sure. Marcia said, he, those scars came from her. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no question. They've about
2: obviously, that. obviously done this before. Oh yeah, yeah that is. Is. Uh-huh. at
1: the same time next year, kind of sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, think about that but Think about it. That just happened. Which I, I, think, well, I don't
2: remember the exact line, but it's like, why do you always do this when my mother is coming? Yeah. On the way. Well, he, he's getting ready for me. Yeah,
0: and you, you know, you've you've heard before. I'm sure you know people talk about what what ninjas wore and. Uh, you know, in you know, in the modern context, because of movies, we think about the black mask and you know, the dressed entirely in black. Right. But I think a lot of people would contend that ninjas, if they were good ninjas, would blend in with everybody else. Right. And so we have uh, we have Lois who you know pulls out a samurai sword from this gym bag, right. whereas you're standing in the middle of the house with a sweater over your, right. your ninja outfit. Uh, I mean, just
1: the fact it's obvious that he really loves that section in Blockbuster. Uh, <laughs>
2: Oh, but also, I just re- I just realized they're in the hospital to see to see me. Did I did I dream that? No, they end yeah. up in the hospital every year because somebody gets hurt. That's right. right. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because
2: I thought well, maybe I'm really the
1: crazy. No, 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 no. I I'm we're I'm there
0: at the hospital being mended. Gotcha. Apparently. Okay.
1: So do you think My that
0: bad. do you think that some of this some of this action towards the end, since he loves the he clearly loves the. Um, the kung fu movie section a lot, and uh, in, uh, comes into a place where they come into slow mo. You know, oh my gosh. they begin fighting very slowly. You know, Alex, uh, you've got some directing experience under yeah. under your belt, and so I wonder what would you what would you do as a director in that particular moment at the very end there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Uh, I think that well, I mean that whole action I mean, it could overlap with Carly's nine one one thing. So I think it might be sure. kind of funny. With uh, I like the slow motion idea. I would try that uh, just to see how it looked. I mean, it'd be while she's dialing nine one one and there's this serious phone call on here, it'd be really hilarious if like like there was these large sweeping gestures of kung fu moves in the slow motion and.
0: I just had an like, crouching tiger. Tiger. Yeah. dragon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. If you could figure something out. I, I just had an image pop into my head of Fist of Fury. Oh my god, you could, great, you, could you could really do a Fist of Fury yeah. if the person punching punched really fast but yeah. they were obviously in slow mo Right. You know? <laughs> I think mean, that would be really fun. <laughs> that's a great film, great
1: reference. But yeah, I mean and you know, that would be one of those things as a director, is just to go through all that, that type of footage that's out there, that film industry of Kung Fu, Bruce Lee, they mentioned that in the script. You know, just to use that as examples. And you know, of course in the 70s and 80s there's so many great examples of bad kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be a great resource.
0: And they and they're, they're so well, they're so well set in in people's minds, Yeah. You know? And people know exactly what they're getting into. Yeah, the the
1: one thing that's I mean, this is just dating me, you know. Blockbuster. That that took me a yeah. moment to process. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> right. uh, exactly. There's still blockbusters around. That was my first question. I, was I think there is
0: one or two I left, like it. in the US. Our sound Lauren is shaking her head. No, so may, maybe not. Maybe I just really want there to be. One. I, I, so I can understand
1: two. that. That's when I first rented my first VCR.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, okay, I'm old. For those out in the audience, I am old. <laughs> Well Alex uh, thank you so much for joining no us worries, here thank you. this evening. Oh we can shake hands. We can shake hands. hands. <laughs> we We're shaking hands. We're shaking hands everyone. No! <laughs> we want to thank, <laughs> thank Marsha for coming and joining us and Sharon as well. We want to make sure to we want to make sure to thank Brett Hersey for his awesome work on Foolery. and of course Lauren Watkins our sound technician and Zodiac Productions thank you very Woo! much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and review us on iTunes, please. That helps us out a lot. Also, what helps us is sharing our stuff on social media. If you like it, share it with your friends and encourage them to listen to us, too. If you have a play that you would like to submit for consideration for the podcast, you can go ahead and send it in a PDF file to literary at panglossian.org. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great night or day or whenever you're listening to this, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.